0: welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. Now, I know this isn't the order we released these episodes in, but it is the order we recorded them in, and I find myself wondering... Are we really about to hop from talking about an HBO blockbuster, The Last of Us is what I'm talking about here, and then dropping our standards all the way down to a Peacock original that's billed right next to other such masterpieces as Queen's Court and Bel-Air, neither of which I've seen, by the way, to be fair. Well, I don't want to speak for Brandon yet, but it is well worth it for us to do so because this week we are talking about PokerFace. Like I said, Poker Face is a peacock original, but don't let that distract you from the fact that this show is full of heavy hitters. To start, it was created by Ryan Johnson, of Knives Out and Marvel fame, among other things. It stars Natasha Leon, who plays Charlie. Charlie gets herself in some hot water and has to go on the run, which is how this show bounces from place to place. Charlie's tent pole characteristic is that she can always tell for sure when someone is lying. But honestly, at this point, that's all I want to tell you because I imagine we're going to go spend the rest of the episode answering all the questions that pop up with this show. What the heck is it? How the heck did they get all these people in it? How the heck is it so good? So, Brandon, let's start doing that now.
1: Let's talk poker face. I'm excited about this one. This was a. Yeah, me too. This yeah. was just out of left field surprise. You know, we didn't see this one coming. And totally.
0: Uh, and also one of the things I wanted to bring up really early was that it was basically one of the first instances of a listener recommendation yeah. to us. It wasn't quite that you ran a poll on Instagram or it was just like, I answered this question. What are you watching lately? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I saw someone, someone had answered, um, poker face and I had also uh, like concurrently heard an interview with Natasha Leon. Um, and it was a great interview. She talked about this. And so I was like, Oh, I'll check that out. So I checked it out. And like, it, it was I just bought in very, very fast, much faster than I normally would for like a show like this, I think. Where
1: do you hear all these interviews? Because you've always got an interview up your sleeve.
0: Oh, sure. I listen to, because I, I listen to a pie. I'm always listening to podcasts. So I listened to Natasha Leon on she was on Smartless and she oh. was on Armchair Expert.
1: I feel like um, between those two, the the yeah. could probably they get the people who are fresh, like yeah. in something fresh pretty quick. So
0: yeah. And sure. I mean, like they're there to promote. So it's, yeah. you're usually getting who that's why I know. So that's why it intersects so often because <laughs> it's always somebody promoting the show they're they're on. Right. Um, and I just, I pound, I like, I go through podcasts like crazy. Cause I, you know, when I'm exercising, I listen to podcasts and you know, so.
1: I think this is a great time to point out. We love recommendations. No, oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. I yeah, mean yeah. this is a great example of one that really worked out in our favor. If I mean, half the battle, honestly, is trying to figure out what shows we're going to do episodes on, yeah, and where that kind of falls in between, you know, stuff that we know we're going to do and stuff that's airing at the time. So it's nice to have a couple things in the hopper, yeah, you know, and any, anytime those can be recommendations, like episodes that were shows that we know people are enjoying. It's yeah. like a double whammy.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so there's, there's clear similarities between our styles, like, uh, stuff that white dudes who were in college around the same time, like, like that sort of thing. Yeah, Like th- that's obviously there's, there's a bunch of shows like that. Um, and then we have been sort of talking about TV for so long together that we've div- Whatever styles were different, they're starting to meld even more. And yeah. so, whenever somebody gives us a recommendation, it's a great way to pop out of what we're what we're used to listening to. That's right? And or watching. Uh, so, yeah, I totally agree. We definitely love recommendations, and I, I'm pretty quick to check them out. Usually, I mean, I might not buy in, but I'm pretty quick to at least try one. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. I, I don't even have to trust the person what
1: they like or whatever. I just eh, I'll try one, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, um, and uh, I'm point, but, point yeah. out real quick. Peacock has done. Hopefully, this isn't uh, stealing your thunder. Uh, no. Peacock has done almost nothing. Sure. Um, in I mean, yeah. Sure. I was, so NBC, obviously, you yep. know, uh, you could say that plenty of network NBC stuff. But as far as so, uh, my only. Pushback from that was, do you mean almost nothing as
0: far as like what they're putting out or almost nothing as far as none of it's any good? That's what I I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I think they haven't done anything really big or, or I don't know that anything has done been done really well. Um, there was a Dan Brown show that I was excited about and it was terrible, you know, and and I'm the target audience for that. Like it's, if I don't like it, no one's going to like it. You know, um, I love the Dan Brown book. So I think, This was really, I mean, and they went big. They went big. Oh, I was shocked. I was shocked for sure. Yeah. Did not expect. Also, um,
0: I think they took a huge swing with Bel Air. I'm not, I'm not sure how, like, I don't know about money wise or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. I remember it being advertised. And I'd like to be fair. I kind of took a swing at it in my intro as like a a zinger. (laughs) I've never seen it. I I don't know. I saw an episode. Oh, okay.
1: No good. I know, not for me. And I don't think it's doing well. Like, Sure. Critically. So yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I also think another thing Peacock sort of has against its favor is that they have several like pieces of IP uh, that they're able to rerun. Yeah. You know, they have parks and rec. The only. office. They have the office. only. I think only, I don't know. If, is it I though? think now that's, that's it's only great. on okay. yeah.
1: Peacock. That's huge. That's huge for their service. Absolutely. That's almost yeah. enough to run reruns of these shows or, you know, they're, they're big network sitcoms. People love rewatching that stuff.
0: Yeah, sure. So that's a lot to hold a lot of cards to hold. And they do some really annoying stuff with sports. I find it very annoying. Um, But they also stream a lot of sports like, for example, obviously EPL stuff. Uh, The annoying part, the annoying part of the EPL stuff is that um, if you have Peacock, you can watch most. EPL matches, but some are just on USA. So they haven't gone fully. Like you can watch every EPL match on premier uh, uh, on um, Peacock. Gotcha. But let me add also that like a lot, a lot of the golf tournaments are now on Peacock. Uh, the last, I, I don't know what exactly what their deal is, but even Peacock is the streaming home of like something that's on CBS on actual TV, but Peacock. So now sports, uh, leagues are starting to sell like streaming rights versus, uh, cable rights or oh, something okay. like that. I so, gotcha. um, so they own a lot of the streaming rights. Same thing for world cup. They were the streaming home of the world cup, even though world cup was on Fox. Huh. Um, they didn't own the streaming rights to it. They just owned the Thank goodness,
1: rights because sure. Fox sports is horrendous. There it is. Their, yeah. Their app,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Their app's the worst. Ugh, gross. Um, so anyway, Peacock, I, I bring all that up to basically say, I'm not sure they needed this home run hitting of a original series necessarily because they've got all these other reasons why you may just really just need to, uh, subscribe to Peacock anyway. Um, but I mean, I'm not, I'm gonna say this a hundred times during this episode, but I was just so shocked and loved this show. I thought,
1: It was great. You know, it's funny. I watched the first episode and we hadn't talked yet. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm not even going to bring this up because it, it, I, I swear some of these things hit me in the blind spot. Like I enjoyed myself, but I was like, I was like, this, this is only for me. And yeah, you're kind of feeling like, I can't be right. I can't be right about that. Exactly. Totally. Yep. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you were like real quick. Oh, I was, I've been watching that too. And, I mean, the more, the more it goes on, it it just is, is cemented in your head. This is something really good.
0: Yeah. But I also decided pretty early on that. I I, I'm, I'm like you in that. I will not, I'll be reserved with my positive comments about something just in case, like, Oh shoot. It Uh ended up being bad. I don't want to be embarrassed. Um, and I was pretty quick to kind of adopt like, no, I think I
1: really, really just like this show. um, something that kind of goes along with what kind of show this is. And I remember saying this early on, this is an episodic procedural. Yep. Yep. But you watch the first episode and and it's kind of disguised as a serial. Like, like you think this is a one story show over the course of a season and quickly episode. I mean, I think by like episode three, you're like, I get what's going on here. Yeah, because two, obviously two is a little different than one, but then three is different also. So you're like, oh, are we're we're not going to be visiting that main story that I thought we would be sticking with Mm -hmm. very much. I mean, it is it is intertwined, but very little, very little. Basically, each episode is its own story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part that I loved. That takes me back to my roots. Those yeah, those procedurals that I used to watch on, you know, um on network television all the time my network dramas like house and stuff. So I think that was something that struck a chord with me. Like, Oh, I didn't know people did this anymore. I didn't, I didn't know this was something they do. I didn't know this was something that someone was going to try again. You know, anyway, all that, all that to say, nice surprise. Nice surprise.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. You want to say any more about like what it is, what sort of a show is procedurals. Right. I think it's important to sort of mention that, I mean, Ryan Johnson has admitted he sort of modeled this after like Columbo yeah. and yeah. Uh, other shows from that era. But those those procedural shows, I think Columbo was a big one. Well, it does
1: also; it feels a lot like Columbo. That's a really good call on that. And and, um, and with Ryan Johnson at the helm, who did just a Glass Onion, and you mentioned uh, Knives Out, he's like the yeah. whodunit king right now. Uh huh. I mean, whodunit murder mystery, and and yes, trace a line to Columbo trace a line to murder. She wrote mm-hmm. monk um, mm-hmm. psych. And it's yep. like a lot of those, something have uh, di- diagnosis. Murder is what was a Kelly sharp favorite. My mom's favorite. Um, huh. Anyway. So yeah. like, a, or Matlock, a lot of those, yeah. like you kind of see what happens and then the the story unfolds as the episode goes on. Mm-hmm. So I think absolutely a classic nineties murder mystery would be yep. the would best way to describe that. Um, let me
0: jump off that basically and just say,
1: by the uh, way, jump in front of me anytime. I sure we, we get handcuffed a little bit by the format we've fallen into here. Right, and you know. I want you to like, you feel free to answer your own questions. Absolutely. Oh, totally. I will. Okay. Uh,
0: I do think it's, it's interesting. The, you, you do want to compare it back to all those nineties shows, right. the procedural, but I think the quality is oh, so, so, so much higher. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Yeah. So it's like you take that and put it on stair. I'm like this show is, I think I it's, I think
1: cinematic. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think if there had it been
0: very much like a movie
1: for ab- sure. absolutely. If we had maybe focused on a story and mm-hmm. you know, I think you're in a, you're in movie territory there for sure. Um, I, I mean, not like it's the, it, almost the TV version of knives out. Like that it's really, uh-huh. it's really the best way to describe it. it's really, Really, a a great a good old fashioned whodunit, um, but a new story each episode. Which, man, that's it. You know what? You know what? Really is the best thing about that. Um, I said to you hyperbolically, we may have just watched a perfect season of television, mm-hmm. and I think that's obviously over the top a little bit. But I think one thing, another kind of show that's easy to do this with is like a sitcom. Mm-hmm. You don't have to rely on. You, you don't get handcuffed by the story and a lot of these season long dramas mm-hmm. you'll you're stuck with like filler episodes so mm-hmm. you'll have like great episodes but terrible episodes also with mm-hmm. with the story you're like well we're not quite ready to reveal that thing and we're mm-hmm. not quite ready to start talking about so you have filler episodes that or you know the flashback it's just it doesn't bode well for like banger after banger after banger every single week, which this totally just surpasses all those. But I almost think it's, this is even harder to keep that standard
0: so high through each episode because of the complete changeover in cast. Um, It's going to get there a little bit more in a a minute, but like there's one person, one person who's in all the episodes. Yeah. That's Natasha Leon. And then there's one person who's in five episodes there's one person who's in four episodes, I think. Nope, sorry. There's 10 episodes, all 10. There's five episodes. Some there are two people in two, so we've got four people that are in more than one episode and that is it. Interesting. Crazy. Crazy. So then you I mean, I I actually think you're right about the benefit of that, which is like you take this whole new thing and you're developing a whole new story, but it's crazy how well this show works when you have I mean, I, it's hard to count it as four because the two people are only in two, basically two people that are in multiple episodes. Uh, I can't believe they pulled it off. And I, I mean, even with the way the way the show like um, I, I, you could help me maybe with stylistic language, but the way the show like opens up with the, the cold open of each show is like the like you've said about procedural shows it like sets the stage for whatever went wrong in the episode yes so it'll be like here was the problem but it'll go on a fair amount of time sometimes 10 minutes or more where there's all this setup and then it pans usually pans back and Natasha Leone will come in and you'll see how she intersected with this story in some way yeah but they totally just pull you out you forget you, you think you're watching some new movie or something like that. Cause she's not in it from the beginning. Yeah. It's a really interesting tactic. So many times I, I would turn on an episode and get lost in this new story and forget what in the world, like how it connects to anything else in the world. Well, you even said
1: that a new show started a completely different uh-huh. show, right? Like it started it yep. autoplayed and it took you how, like 10 yeah. or 10 or so minutes to realize you weren't watching was- poker phase anymore.
0: That's exactly right. It was, uh, I don't know what the show was, but it's another peacock show. Yeah. And it was basically a documentary about a serial killer. But it took me so, way, way, way to over 10 minutes to realize I wasn't watching Poker Face anymore. It's just crazy because, oh, this very well could have been a new episode sure. of Poker yeah.
1: Face. because they're all so different. You don't, yes. there, there's no way to be like, look at it one frame and be like, this is not Poker Face. It's just, you have, yeah. you would have to let it play. So yeah. I mean that 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 caught me the the right way when you told me that story that was funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay so lo- moving on to sort of characters I'd like to reserve all the guest stars for like a little bit later in the show because there's right. so many of them. All right. Yeah. I, w- I would like to just focus on those two people that we're talking about and and the biggest question um for me at least Natasha Leon never struck me as someone who would be a lead in a show. She was sort of prominent in Orange is the New Black and right. did well. Now, and then she does have her own show that I've never seen, which I'm pretty intrigued by at this point because of how well she did in this show. Is it, but, is it the Russian um, Doll? Russian Dolls. It's, and that's completely her show. Okay. She's the creator, showrunner of that show and star. Uh, gotcha. And I learned that in the interview I was listening to with her, but I've never seen it. So I never got was forced to, or got on board with Natasha Leon as like the leading lady in a show. How, how'd you feel like she did in this or, or any comment? I mean, we pretty, we've given ourselves away a bit that we enjoyed it so much, but any comments about her performance?
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting is even though she is the star of the show, when you get into like the formula of each of the, like how each episode unfolds, she's not always the star of the episode. Totally rarely actually,
0: I think she's, she's the star of the first episode and the last episode. And then the
1: other one she's not necessarily the she's like a background character in the episode. Plus the, the name, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but the, the names they get for the guest stars, like, Oh sure. They're the star of that episode. So I feel like, yeah, not that she couldn't carry the show. I think she could, but her character is a supporting character. In, in many ways in yeah. like in the individual stories, um, maybe a little more than a supporting character. Um, but anyway, the way she plays it is perfect. I, I think, I think she was a great pick for that because of just kind of the nature of that character and how they kind of have to be buggy. You know, they kind of are just kind of buggy. Something's, something's bugging them. So they're going to bug some people and, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I really thought she nailed it. I think it was she nailed it for sure. I yeah. think it was perfect. Um, great casting. Absolutely. I think
0: that she's also she has some quirks about her her like her voice is borderline annoying, but also borderline super cool. Um, yeah, she sounds like a really cool stoner or something like that. Yeah, and, and but then all this also it's very near annoying. Like like you know, kind of. So uh, yes. she just is on that line the whole time, but I think she is her, the way she, her character is actually written is so likable. Um, she, just so many things about her personality in the show are, she's very likable. Everybody, she, she finds herself in all these situations falling into relationships with the people that she's like bumping into on the road because she makes fast friends and just is very likable. It's easy to, believe that she would just be popping from place to place and just falling in with a new group of people. And it would make total sense. She becomes yeah. everybody's best friend really fast. Um, and so she seems very much like that. So just like a, a cool, unique person, but um, she, she gets these odd jobs along the way as she's on the road. And like every one of them's like believable that she would be doing that for that period of time. So I think she's just the exact right person for that. And she does such a good job playing that, but she's not ever well, as you as you couldn't be she's not ever mean she sort of has she's as i said she, like her her personality trait is that she can tell when you're lying like 100% sure she knows for sure that you're lying if you're lying and yet like unless you're lying you have 100% benefit of the doubt with her now yeah. she knows if you're lying so she could probably trust you a little bit easier but she's just like makes fast friends with every single person she's so kind to everyone I just like how it's not a skeptical show, honestly, uh-huh. besides like, Oh, I can tell you're lying. So I'm skeptical of you. But other than that, it's not a skeptical show. She actually just like really likes the people she's around. I think that's a fun, it's just such a unique, like mixture of personality traits that I think. is. Yeah.
1: Fun. I mean, it's her, her, we're going to call it a superpower here. Yeah. Is I don't know that I've ever seen it done like this and it's never really explained why or how she can do this. She's just, like, you know, they've called it, they call her a human lie detector. I think, um, I just think it's an interesting take on, on absolutes, mm-hmm. something yeah. you can always count on. You know, you don't even have to think about it again. Um, it's just an, it was just a very, very unique way to tell the story. Yeah. Another really, this is like, uh, might be bordering on
0: story or, or, writing or something like that, but I'll just say it now because it's her characteristic. I absolutely love that they chose to not make her at all affiliated with law enforcement and there's no, uh, just the way they sort of explain why she's not, she's not interested in law enforcement. She's not like, just generally speaking, just not ever willing to um, call the cops or anything like that, but she's solving crimes basically. Yeah. So I just think that's such an interesting choice and it worked really, really well. She's not, She's not like in all these other things you've mentioned, monk, blah, 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 whoever consultant consulting with the police department, uh, the mentalist, you know, she's like, there's so many stories where the person, Oh, they have a unique skill. So they're going to consult with the, but she's basically solving conflicts without involving law enforcement. I just think
1: it's a really unique take on it. And it was pretty cool idea. I I also love that. She can't kick butt. Uh Uh-huh. I think that would have been, yeah. because when she she wanders in to something and accuses someone i'm like get out of there cuz yeah. it's about to get <laughs> yeah. serious you know i i love that, that that choice was made because she still relies on people you know yeah. she still relies on people to you know stay safe and i, I don't know it very very well crafted character
0: yeah uh, so the other character basically in that I'd like to talk about right now is Benjamin Bratt. Uh, he's, he's kind of playing what he always plays, Not always, but mostly plays.
1: Um, careful, careful. We don't yeah. want right. to. Spo- no, 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 not spoiler bill. We don't want to accuse oh. someone of playing the same thing every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a man. So it's all right. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like a uh, enforcer. Yeah, so I've seen him. He was in a season of 24. He was kind of the boss Uh at CTU Uh and he was in clear and present danger. Those are the two things I could think of. He was like a military guy in uh, clear and present danger, but definitely like, yes, the kind of the enforcer, all business straight, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not not a funny person. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's a similar similar notes here for this guy. Yeah.
0: There's nothing special about him, but he plays it really well. It's just really good casting is what I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't have anything else to
0: say besides that. So um, I I don't exactly know how to talk about story because it's not connected very much at all, but I do. Uh, so um, what do you feel like the balance in procedurals is of progression of story and yet we we don't really run into a progression of story. So like usually how a show will do it is sort of like, if you think about like, I, for whatever reason, burn notice pops in my head a lot when you talk about this, because 95% of the episode is about a different thing that he was messing with some crime he was involved with that was completely disconnected from anything else. And then for maybe the first three minutes and then the last five minutes of the show, it would be connected to this overall narrative that takes forever to go somewhere over the course of the season, because it's only the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah. Um, so I was, I'm sort of asking like, what's the proper way to do that? Or what's your favorite way for people to do that? And then how does this show do that? And does uh, you know, does it do it well?
1: Well, I got to say this is my new favorite way. Be, because it was <laughs> yeah, remember everything that happened in episode one, forget about it because yep, you're not going to hear about that at all. doesn't matter at all. Yep. And then it pokes his head up a little bit at the end of the end of the season. So there are, there have been times in which like you mentioned the mentalist, that was one, there was a, there was a story. It was the red John story. And I, I wanted all of the, that overarching story. I wanted that all mm-hmm. the time. So those are almost procedurals that I wish were serials. Like Yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? So there's this is a this is a, this is a an episodic show that I wanted to stay that way. Totally. There, you know, totally. I I honestly the the overarching story was very low on my list of uh, of important things. So except except
0: what I what was brilliant about it in my opinion was that it set up why this is happening. Yeah. Why is the procedural happening? Which is I don't think it's bad to say I guess that Charlie is is on a road trip, generally speaking. So she's on the move. Charlie's on the move across the country. Right. So the first episode explains why Charlie is on the move across the country. And then that's all you need to know. And we move on. And every, every little thing is like you, like you said, you never hear about it again, which is so refreshing to be honest. Like, it's just like, okay, we got a new story every time. Don't need to, worry about that first five first last five minutes it just works really really well but i wouldn't have thought that because usually i guess what i'm trying to say is usually i would be in favor of the main story
1: Uh uh-huh yep
0: um i want to know what's going on with that yeah and i don't care in this like it's it's it just works so well. So, okay. Um, how about, um, the writing generally speaking, but let me ask this first and you can say whatever you want about generally speaking. I would say this show sort of doesn't have a fully consistent voice or tone. We hop between different styles sort of, and we have different directors, different writers of episodes and like, uh, different cinematography in each episode. So all that stuff is, is flexing as we watch the show. Um, does that work for you? Um, as far as the writing goes and what I'm basically asking is how is the writing, but then also does it stay connected even though it's not really connected? Does it feel like the same show? I guess is what I'm saying.
1: So it feels enough like the same show, but you can tell there was creative license for each auteur to really explore the space on their own. Um, like so obviously Ryan Johnson directs the directs the first two. He only wrote, he wrote the first one and the last one. Yeah. He directs three, but mixed in there is, and I'm not familiar with many of these names, but mixed in there are are just myriad director writer. Um, looks like they got almost new, you know, new people to work on, um, all these different episodes. And I think, I think what really worked well was I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not like the theme, but it's like the tone, the tone. Mm. They were different. Tonally. Um, each one, um, one of them felt like a, like a old Western almost. Yep. Um, one of them felt like, uh, um,
0: borderline. There was one that was borderline like horror. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was was sort of spooky. Um, Um, there was a couple that felt hokey, like a Matlock, more like a Matlock episode, um, yep. so I, I just loved that, um, they were all a little different. They were just all a little different and it was, um, it, you could tell it was really up to who was in the hot seat that week, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just a really, seems like a really fun way to do. They do that a little bit with Disney. Plus some of the star Wars stuff does a little bit of that. Like let's, you know, different people take an episode, but yeah. this was done really well, really well. Um, yeah I, uh so
0: maybe worth pointing out that um the showrunners, runners ryan johnson's not the showrunner of the okay. show the showrunners are uh lila zuckerman and Nora zuckerman don't know their relation or anything like that i do know that they worked a little bit on shield and also fringe i believe which fringe oh. is like a cult like two who, two great shows right there yeah people who like fringe i've never seen fringe but people who like fringe are fringe evangelists for sure so i love uh, fringe yeah, they've got a good. They've got you a should good watch. History. You
1: should watch Fringe. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you should.
0: You're, well, you're not
1: the first person to say that. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Well, does that have uh, Pacey in it? Well, I think you mean Joshua Jackson. So, and yes, it also has the, Mount Pacey. I don't know. Who, I've never seen uh, Dawson's yeah, Creek. It's not Dawson. He's I've Pacey. never seen Dawson's Creek. I just I know you're talking about Joshua Jackson. Sure, he, he's excellent in that. And uh, huh. anyway, um, yeah, so good. So good. So uh, does this show feel a little bit like that show? No, no, that's the funny okay. thing. Okay, okay. So yeah, like okay. you say those and like two great shows, completely different, but structurally sound. And I think like, I think that would be the only carry- carryover carry over here is um, this show just has good bones. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't get carried away with itself at any points. Like it's, you know, I said, it's maybe a perfect, season of television. What I think I meant is it's maybe the most consistent season of television I've ever seen. Yeah. That to me makes it a a step above most things.
0: Okay. Brandon, I want to jump into these guest stars a little bit. Like it's, it's so hard until you get into it. It's so hard to describe like how many Huge guest stars are in this show. It's massive. But let me just go through. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm going to show some favoritism. I'm just going to go through and like li- list some. Yeah. Also, bear in mind, all these people I'm about to list are in one episode. Just one, <laughs> one episode. It's crazy. So we have Adrian Brody. We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We have Ron Perlman. Mm. We have Nick Nolte. Judith Light, who was from a soap opera back in the 90s. We have Little Rel Howery. Howery. We uh, so I'll just admit I was intimidated about saying how to pronounce in a appropriate way Lil Rel I just knew I was going to sound real dumb saying Lorel <laughs> <Lil> <laughs> Howery. I think you did just, fine. I'm just not that that guy. I'm
1: I'm not that guy, so it's all right. Would you we say got,
0: Ray Perlman, R- Ron Perlman? I think is what I said. Oh yeah,
1: Ron and Ray Perlman from Cheers. Oh, I haven't gotten there. Yeah. yeah anyway, sorry. Yeah.
0: Is it not Rhea Perlman? I think it's Rhea. oh, it could be. Yeah. She was Carla on Cheers. Yeah. yeah. So she's in it too. Yes. Uh, we have uh, Tim Meadows. I can't remember if I said him yet. Nope. Uh, we've got, I'm just skipping right through here. Um, John Ratzenberger, Jam- Jamila Jamil, who was from uh, uh, the the Kristen Bell show. Um, we've got, sorry,
1: I'm just going through. It's Veronica just crazy. Was that? Was it Veronica Mars? Was she on that?
0: No, no, no. She was on The the Good Place. Ah, uh. Um, she was really good on that. Uh, sorry, I'm going to stop doing it. Cause I don't want to take all this time to just say a bunch of people's names, but it's just so much, ma- who did I miss so far that I haven't said?
1: Yeah, no, those, those were the main ones. It's funny though. Cause I'm looking at a cast list right here. Yeah. I don't see JGL on there. I don't see no. Nick Nolte on here. You know, yeah. it's like massive stars that aren't even top, like aren't even in the Google billing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's just cause of the
0: one episode thing. I will say there are one thing you notice about, one thing I noticed, sorry. One thing I noticed about this show is there's a lot of, um, I don't want to go all the way to has been, but um, not really in a lot of stuff recently, probably their career is mostly over and like, as far as I can, rem- not over, sorry, I I'm not putting them down because they're generally speaking, fantastic in this show, but basically like they were, they were big in something else a long time ago and they haven't done much since. And like categorically speaking, they all are incredible.
1: Yeah. They're all oh, really, Ellen, really, Ellen really, really Barkins good. in this. Yes. Yep. She was in a, well, she was on an oceans um, movie, but she was also on this show that I watched. Um, Oh shoot. Oh, anticlimactic there. Anyway, she's oh yeah, she, she's she, in the
0: nose plays one,
1: right? The nose play, yes, no, yes, yeah,
0: yeah, the nose plays, yes, yeah. She's in she, her and Tim Meadows are in the same episode, and they're both just phenomenal. Just, it, that
1: yeah, to comment on the washed up thing, yep I yeah, I hate I hate that I said that. We're just gonna we're just gonna use it though. Now that you okay, said yeah, it. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So someone like Judith Light, yep, from Matlock, yep, Matlock's daughter massive star massive massive tv star back in right she was in a she was in a daytime
0: sitcom too that was like on for 10 you know 10 years probably still on for all i know that episode
1: felt like a matlock episode Uh uh-huh so somehow i don't know if they did a dive this deep on on setting Mm -hmm. up these episodes but man alive i saw judith light i saw this i saw that i'm like this feels like an episode of matlock so Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know like It just is, it it feels like they're, they're playing 3d chess with this show. It just Mm -hmm. feels that way because there's a lot of different things. Oh, and they'll recognize this person from the eighties and they'll, I don't know. It just, it felt like a lot of, um, like pressure points for, for I imagine that was maybe a little bit more like, Oh,
0: this, uh, whoever was writing the show that week. Oh, this was one of my favorite shows. They were from my show. Let me bring them back, capture the feel of that. But you're, uh, you're totally right about that, but I still—I well, guess the reason I bring that up is because I still think it would work, even if you don't catch that nostalgic. If if you weren't around the first go around, and you couldn't catch that nostalgic feel, oh yeah, uh, it still works probably because it worked in the first place anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, it just yeah. Pretty much just works all the way around. Anybody really stand out among that list of
1: people that were, you really enjoyed. You know who Uh, I did like? Um, Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned him, but he was in, he's one of the multi episode people. Simon Helberg. Did you say him? He was like, Mm -mm. he was on big bang theory and he was on studio 60 on the side. He played the FBI agent. Oh, right. Yeah. He's he's the guy that did the Nick cage impression and on studio 60, studio 60. Yeah. Anyway, Interesting seeing him in more of a serious role. I thought uh-huh. he did I thought he did well. Did um, well. Now. My favorite my I think my favorite. I mean my favorite like star from the episodes is probably Nick Nolte, I think. Yeah, yeah. Really good. The episode was amazing and he just he just Nick Nolte did I mean it was perfect. He yeah. did a, he did a great job in that episode. Um what there's about-
0: a couple of people, there's a couple of people I did not, I just haven't gotten that into what they do. And so they, they weren't really on my radar. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I've seen them so much lately. For example, Adrian Brody, wow. like hadn't seen him in forever. And then Peaky also, oh, yeah. Oh man, he's great in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Oh man, he's really good in this show. Like, and I mean, I know, I think he won an Oscar for the pianist. Yep. Yeah. So uh, maybe he won or nominated. I'm not sure, but anyway, obviously he, his he won because he skills. he laid a
1: big wet one on Halle Berry. Oh, hmm. I don't yeah. remember that. You don't? That's interesting. Well, no, I would no, say but, the one the one person I geeked out over was Joseph Gordon Levitt. I will go, how sure. is he in this show? How sure. is he in this show? I think he, I feel like he loves this sort of stuff. He well, loves these him and Ryan Johnson and he, are thick, yeah. thick as thieves, so I think yeah. that was part of it. But yeah, I think. Um, I think he does love doing stuff like this. Yeah. He loves to bounce around, try different stuff. And uh, Oh, another
0: one for me was Ron P- Perlman. I've mm-hmm. seen him in several things recently. I know he was in, uh, um, sons of anarchy, man, son of man. yeah. But, um, so I never really saw him in that, but I've seen him in several things lately and I'm like, Oh, this guy's really good. I, you know, I didn't just, well, didn't know his, it.
1: sons of Anarchy is his magnum opus. He he's, uh, he's insane in that show.
0: Uh, Tim Meadows, who is yeah. usually goofy uh, just was not really in this and just played it really, really well. Uh-huh. It's real. And it's also so funny to bring in a comic actor to play a serious role, especially like in this context, like bringing in a comic actor to play a serious role for one episode Yeah, and kind of banking on them doing really well, but it totally worked out. It's crazy. No. It's cra- Absolutely. crazy gamble. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's a really cool gamble and I, I loved it. So, just generally speaking, so many good characters. Um, Okay. Let me jump to this question then, because is there something going on here that's really going to be hurtful for cinema or movies where you develop this sort of brilliant, I mean, Poker Face is the only show like this, I guess, but you develop this brilliant universe that's just not brilliant in the sense that like everything is Played out like oh there's a tree here and like it's all the same picture. But what's brilliant about it is okay we've got a really creative universe that we can all play in now. Hey, come join me for one episode, and it's not going to be just one nonsense episode. Like we're really going to choose a tone. We're going to write the heck out of it. We're going to let you be the feature. You come work for four days. You know I don't know how you know however long it is, but you come do that and just knock it out of the park. Is that harmful to movies? Like the the commitment level of having to come do one. And I mean, like you're pulling in Ryan Johnson, who's nailing it. You're, but you know, they got all these people going on. But you're not. The TV movie thing is gone. It's clearly not better to be in movies than TV anymore. I mean, that's been the case for a little bit. But sorry, I asked you
1: ten questions. You want to answer any of them? There's a couple. There's a couple things in there that I think are still floating to the top. I yeah. I will say. The whole, I either have to be an actor or have a family life is gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the workload is the biggest appeal here. Oh, yep. I can be in something huge. Okay. Yep. This is from an actor's perspective. I can be in something huge. These shows are huge. Let's be clear. They get yep. massive followings. They get massive viewership. Uh, actors are paid um, salaries like they would be if they were cast in a movie. And I can go home at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. No, it's just the, yeah, the line is not even blurred anymore anymore. It's gone. And so I think that's so from that perspective, there's that thing. And then from like a viewer's perspective, I, there, it has to be something very specific that I'll go see in a mm-hmm. movie anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't like admitting that I would like to think I mean, maybe like the romantic in me that I am still hitting the theater all the time, but I won't, I won't take a chance on a movie in the theater anymore. I'll take a mm-hmm. chance on a show. Sure. The, the risk level's lower. Yeah, Plus you're, con- sure. you got the controls in your hand. Yeah. And that's something I, I, I used to, I've seen so many terrible movies in the theater because <laughs> yeah. the, they looked good. The trailer was good. It got, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't good. I think that's the, I think that's really the X factor. The risk reward for television mm-hmm. is the, the ratio is so much more appealing to a viewer cheaper also. Well, anyway, I think yeah, I don't uh, know about
0: that, but I how mean, it I shakes get, out. Yeah, but I catch your point, but I, I mean, TV has not solved the blockbuster issue yet, Uh, No, the closest thing in a TV show would not be good or Marvel. The closest thing
1: would be some of the Star Wars or Marvel shows that come out on Disney Plus. Yeah, but which ones of those have been worth like? No, no, no. Have risen to the level that the movies have. I'm saying the biggest attempts would be those. Oh yeah, okay. None of them have have really risen to the like. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier is the only one that felt like a Marvel movie to me, Mm -hmm. the shows have been kind of have have been pretty different, but that one felt like a Marvel movie and it just, it wasn't as good. Yeah. So that would, those would be the best examples. I can't think of anyone who's been, who has done it well though. Yeah. Hit really hit a big blockbuster home run. So,
0: yeah. And at the same time, top gun was the last movie I saw in the theater. And I don't remember the last movie I put on at home. Like, I just, I mean, I have a podcast about TV shows, so I'm a little more committed to watching TV, but I just, it's not happening anymore. It's like mainly TV, I guess. Yep. Okay. So, uh, we, we sort of had this discussion. I just want to ask again, is, um, is this sort of, should this be the new model of procedurals or like how much should other procedurals take from poker face and how much is just like, eh, let's let poker face be. It's really, really good thing. And that'll be special. and um, by the way, I haven't said this, it's been picked up for another season. So, okay. um, that it will get another season of it, but th-
1: do we use it as the model? Do we let it be what it is? There's still a place for, um, Chicago fire, Chicago PD, Chicago, this, not Chicago. in my
0: house. It's, that's not the place for it.
1: Well, my wife is on like season nine, not to toss her under the bus, but now that we're here, yeah. um, she's like on season nine of Chicago fire and every episode oh, wow. looks the same to me. It's yeah. like, how, how many? How many? First of all, how many seasons are there? Yeah, and how are like how are you still like riveted by this show? Wait a minute, uh, tell me something's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make fun of her. She's she I'm she making fun of her. I'm she, making fun she, fun of Chicago she, enjoy, fire. she enjoys the show, but th- this was the this was the conversation, and you kind of shouted me down because we were talking about um we were talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But I'm like hmm. I transferred over to like NCIS law and order. Mm. Those shows seem bland compared to a poker face. Oh yeah. I think there's a, there's a place for them. Just 22. Yeah. 22 is one of the problems. Just rip off 22 episodes. Yeah. Um, but for heaven's sakes, if we're going, if we're, if we're trying to do a best apples to apples comparison that we can, and we're just going to say both are procedurals. Which one's better? Yeah, I, I think the one that has unique feeling episodes, um, the one that brings in big stars, the one that the one that really tells different stories every time. I mean, that's the that's the thing with you know, Blue Bloods and all these. I mean, it's just like yeah. really similar stories over and over and over. Mm-hmm. These are very. I'm gonna stop it right there. These are unique yeah. stories, episode to episode. Yeah, and I, I think, also feel like, yeah, I feel like if you watch, um,
0: if you watch Blue Blood, Bloods or something like that, you you don't go away. I don't know that anyone goes away thinking, "Oh, I watched something special here." And no, yeah. you watch P- Poker Face, and you're like, eh,
1: "I think I watched something really special here." Well, like I said, there there is a place for that. There is a place, I, yeah, not, yeah, for agree. all of those shows, and sure. they've they've done extraordinarily well. Yeah, they're, they're still some of the most popular shows there's some Yeah. Yep. So I don't want to I don't want to really kick him in the groin but I think there is something to be said for a a, a fresh look on a procedural.
0: Yeah. yeah, is it a good thing or a bad thing that you can just totally pick and choose which episode you want to watch and skip one without missing it beat because they're not really connected at all? Did you, uh, I don't care about good or bad. Would
1: you enjoy that or like No, you, I yeah. wouldn't do that. I mean, you could I think it that's that's tough because I think if you didn't know what was kind of going on like what the formula was I think that's one thing like episode 1 really lays out like what like it lays out the character we learn a lot about the character we learn out what, like we we learn so much stuff mm-hmm. I really feel like you, you you need to watch them in order Mhm Oh sure yeah If if you were going back though, you might pick your favorites. Oh, you sure. What after one time through? Yeah. Go back and maybe just watch like cherry pick episodes. I think that would be perfectly acceptable and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So uh, I think probably unless you have anything else you want to say, let me ask you this last question, which is basically which ones were your favorite, which episodes?
1: So I really loved, I I did. despite what we've been saying, I did love kind of the, the season premiere and finale. I thought, yeah. I thought those were great. Yep, um, me too. one thing I thought was done well, really, really well after, after us, after just watching like a series of bad finales, I feel like we've, a lot of the shows we do, not all, not a lot, but just some of the shows we do have had bad finales. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really, nice to see a show stick the landing. Yeah. Like, Oh, that was a perfect ending. Yep. Um, if I had to pick individual, I love the Nick Nolte episode and it kind of mm-hmm. had this like old school Hollywood feel. Yeah. Ol- by the way, that was directed by Natasha Leon.
0: <sighs> Nailed it. Yeah. I love it. The- so I want to, so I want to make sure about that before she either wrote it or directed it. Um, she, oh, both. Oh, good.
1: Cool, I both loved I undirected. loved the episode with uh Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, um that almost had like a I don't know Bates Motel feel something. It did, it did. Yeah, hokey Kook. I don't know. Yeah, it, both those are two that really rise to the surface. Also, the I'm sorry, I've taken all of them. The That's Tim it. the Tim Meadows Ellen Barkin yeah. episode, which took place like in the theater, like they were uh, theatrical theatrical stage actors. Um, was, was especially good. I thought the mystery was especially good there.
0: Yeah. For some reason, my favorites were actually not like, I really loved all the ones you said, but my favorites were kind of the first three. Um, I just really liked those probably some of the novelty of them each being new, but also be re- being really, Ooh. really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, the, I like the barbecue one. I uh-huh. thought that one was really good. And then the, the one, uh, the first, the first new one, I think I felt so good about it because I was very nervous that everything was changing. Like that's the first one where I'm like, Oh, everything's new. Is this possibly going to work? And it did work. So then once it did, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, but so those are some of my favorite. Um, but I I, don't disagree with any of the ones you said. So, um,
1: the, uh, the rock band episode, probably one of my least
0: favorites, Okay, but, um, but still not bad. It just was one of my least favorites, sort of, I guess. Okay. There's some interesting things about how they handle that stuff that's sort of insider, but maybe because I know right. so much about music, it's like uh, whatever. A
1: lot of good stuff here. A yeah. lot of good meat on the bones. A nice showing for Peacock. A, a, a fantastic showing for, for, Better from Better than that, yeah. From them. Sure. Um yeah. really impressed.
0: Yeah. Really Same impressed. I I would highly recommend checking it out very fast uh you, you're gonna need an excuse to get peacock if you don't already have it but maybe you'll find something in there that you'll something else you like i just can't think of anything else original to peacock that you need it for at this point if you don't some sports stuff probably or rewatching the office but that's about it
1: that's All why right. that's why we created the show don't rewatch the office that's right
0: well you can if you want while you're watching something new that's very interesting
1: yeah All right, Brandon, what have you been watching lately? So it's funny right now. There's kind of a lot of things airing. So uh, I am spending a lot of time staying current. Um, just watch the mayor of Kingstown finale. It did not end up being a good season. I think you were kind of back. You were up and down. I was back this. and forth on it. I thought maybe it could end well. I just think it didn't end up doing enough and it just kind of stays in that like low grade gloomy really dark mm-hmm. things are terrible you know i think you just kind of bounce from one terrible thing to the next yeah and there just isn't enough redemption in the show in fact there's i would say none there's no redemption in the show from and not and not enough Certainly, for me yeah. and i, I need sure, yeah. i need a little more light and dark um, yeah, current on, uh, the Mandalorian, I saw we're both current on shrinking and we got the first episode of Ted Lasso. Yeah, we did. What'd you think? I, I mean, I, I, I loved it. It felt like, it felt like classic Lasso. It also, yeah. um, I think my man, my, um, expectations were through the roof. Yeah. So I think there was a little bit of me in there. So I would say it was slightly underwhelming, but it felt like a really good first episode. So it's the
0: first episode. So I think I was not, I was not, I didn't hit the panic button because I'm like, okay, they're setting, resetting the stage, kind of reminding us where we are. We'll get back into it. And we don't have to have like a massive emotional thing go on in the very first episode.
1: Yeah. I, well, anyway, I totally, I, yeah, I completely agree. I think it was a lot of my expectations in there too. Yeah. So it's going to be. It's going to be good. I'm really interested to see how uh, the villain plays out. Yep. Without giving too much away. I I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very interesting story. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean,
0: we already know who the villain is based on the end of
1: last season. You and I do. I don't know. Oh yeah. Who, what everyone else has been doing. Well, I just
0: mean that you end the last season finding out who the villain's going to be,
1: but I guess if you haven't watched season two, you may not know what who the villain. I is. think that's what I meant. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really excited for the rest of that, and I think it is going to air on Wednesdays now.
0: Yeah, interesting,
1: very interesting choice. I mean, the only thing I could think was that Shrinkings on Fridays, so they wanted to do a different. I don't know, maybe they didn't want. Yeah, to, like, maybe. Load I like
0: up. it. I like it better on Wednesdays.
1: Well, it it certainly. I mean, HBO just takes a big old dump on sundays and then apple tv was like well we're gonna do fridays so it's just nice to have a little more going on throughout the week i guess yeah sure yeah um checked out daisy jones and the six have you yeah. did you see anything oh no, about- i'm yeah what did you think so i haven't watched a ton but i think i'm really gonna love it it follows oh, it follows a fictional band yeah it feels a little almost famousy hmm but maybe not with like the, the emotional notes. You? I said, it feels kind of like it. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Fictional band from the seventies. Um, kind of the raw rise and fall. It's documentary style too. Like, mm. um, so I think the movie takes place late or the show takes place later and they're kind of inter- interviewing the bands. What happened to you guys kind of thing. Mm. I've um, definitely
0: seen, uh,
1: advertisements for it, but w- remind me what it's on again. It's on prime, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just saw that um, the Marvelous Miss Maisel is coming back for its final season on April fourteenth. So that's, I mean, that's huge for me. That was a, ve- that was a seminal show for kind of yeah. me in this streaming age. It was, um, I think it, it it was one of the shows that showed me I can, um, there there are comedies out there for me, and mm. um, there's, I don't. <laughs> I don't just have to rely on uh Bosch and Jack Ryan and those things like that. Mm-hmm. Like there are going to be comedies I like. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I will be really sad to see that one go, but I'm really excited for the final season. Yeah. We got some
0: final seasons coming. Well, I don't know if, I don't know if uh succession is final season, is it? But oh, I don't know,
1: I don't uh, know but that. it's
0: coming back soon too. Yep. Um, yep. Got a lot of stuff about to air. So for sure. Um, so I'm, yeah, like we said, current on a lot of stuff that I have been current on. The one thing I checked out is called extrapolations. It's on Apple TV plus it's the one. I mean, sometimes I just get suckered into like, Oh, we were watching shrinking and lasso. And so like, you'll see the advertisements for extrapolations a lot. Um, it has Jon Snow in it, Kit Harrington, and it has, um, David Diggs, uh, who's from Hamilton. He played, uh, couple different Thomas Jefferson, a couple different characters in, um, Hamilton. Oh, okay. So, um, it's like, I don't know. I was actually very down on it. Um, it's a futuristic sort of dystopian type. It's basically a future. Um, if, well, here's, here's the hook for me. It's a future after climate change, okay. climate change is the issue. So, um, I'm going to tell you right now for, sorry to, uh, Assume who you are, but basically, like you're gonna, th- I'm, gonna you ex- yeah. I'm gonna use you as an yeah specifically. Okay. I'm gonna use you as an example to warn other people who might think this way. You're gonna think it's too preachy, Be- and I'm saying that because I borderline think it's too preachy, and basically, I kind of agree with most of the stuff they're saying. <laughs> I'm just like stop preaching so much. Like it's, it's crazy. It, like nobody needs a TV show to preach at them this much. Basically like you better watch out if you don't, if you don't pay attention to climate change, we're going to be in this society and how dare you. And all, it's just like, it's too preachy. But another thing I find incredibly odd about it is basically this show is base basically saying that corporations have ruined the world because they didn't respond to like the warnings about temperature increases on and so now this set takes place in like 2039 2049 different different flashes of different times but what I find so funny about it it's like the evil of corporations and how they're always looking for money instead of trying to take care of the earth this is an Apple show like yeah Apple's a technology company with some of the most money in the world I feel very dirty about that honestly (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry, you don't get to take the hits, get the money from the, it's like a weird circle (laughs) of, I'm sorry, but like a computer company is a pretty big climate offender. So you don't preach at me about how, you know, whatever my problem is not paying attention to climate change. Well, than hitting fictionalized companies that are in
1: your place. It's just a weird, it's very odd circle, but it's the um, lamb's blood over the door, man. This is, this is a, this is virtue signaling.
0: Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it could be virtue signaling. Now I, I I, I only, I'm only going to pull back and basically say I've only, I've watched two and a half episodes and there's, there's four out or three out. So I'm almost current, but, um, it's, so I don't know for sure yet. All the, all the way around, but to this point here, this is how I
1: feel. Side here. note, the Israelites putting lamb's blood over the door was not virtue signaling. That's not what I was saying. Um, did you like Don't Look Up on Netflix? I like the idea of Now mixing. I'm
0: going to spend a lot of time pondering whether that was virtue signaling. But Mi- you Israelites like side. do you like mixing metaphors? I do, but I now I want to I'm going to come up with a case for why that was virtue signaling. Lamb's blood on the doors. Anyway, uh, let's like just let everybody know how awesome you are. Is that why you put blood all over your house? I'm just, kidding. all right. Uh, <laughs> did you like, uh, don't look up on Netflix? I actually loved it. I actually loved it. So I, any, I know it
1: was any similarities.
0: Um, sure. Except don't look up is like before it happens sort of, it's, I gotcha. it's not exactly before it happens, but it's a little more before this is like. Extrapolations is in the midst of climate change. Alaska is like you can swim up in Alaska because it's so warm. And um, uh, all the ice caps have melted. There's fires everywhere in the world. There's uh, Miami constantly floods because of... uh, So it's... I mean, there are interesting elements of it. There's interesting... But also... It's basically like, yeah, this is what we've been saying. This is what we've been saying the possible future is. And yeah, sure, we need to to confront it. I, I just, I don't know how a TV show, like imagine the footprint of a TV show creation. Sure. So to be so preachy about climate change while being a horrible climate offender, I think it just seems odd to me. And I'm not usually the person in this seat making this claim, but just for whatever reason, this show makes me feel like that. But I did like... I did think don't look up was good. I really enjoyed it. I love the last scene of don't look up. I thought, that was <coughs> re-
1: did you watch it? I saw some of it mm. and I usually love Adam McKay. I'll say that. I, I mostly love, and I, and I will say, I, I even like things that he've, that he has done um, that has taken like direct shots at like Republicans. Yeah. I like that stuff too. This wasn't my favorite. I don't like everything he's done is taking direct shots at Republicans, but uh, I mean, my favorite thing he's done is the big short. Of course, that's the best for sure. And I don't feel like that is directly tied to like a political um, party, but mm. it, it, it ish it is, but yeah. I don't think it is directly like Cheney is, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, I usually always like Adam McKay. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I really
0: liked don't look up. Okay. I, th- I thought it was really good. Cool. Um, cool. I enjoyed it. There were certainly like, sometimes if it's a little on the nose, I'm certainly no Trump apologist, but like if it's too on the nose, yep. I would, I just sort of wish it was more creative. So like if you are with your president making fun of Trump in a fictional movie, I, that's just not doesn't quite work for me. I don't care. That's fine. It just doesn't quite work for me. I don't need that commentary in a completely fictional universe. It's it's just not something I I think I think that's how I feel about it. I don't have to. I think think about it a little bit more. I guess. So
1: is is there a character playing Trump or is it not named? Is he not named Trump in it? Oh no no no! There's not a character playing Trump. It's Meryl Streep is a Trumpish president. Okay, all right. Because from just from what I watched, I mean. It seemed like, and I, I, there were articles that came out. It seemed like, um, well, this person is clearly playing this person. It was like that, like heavy, like ham handed on who they were playing, but nothing was uh, nothing was like, uh, they, they didn't try to cover it up at all.
0: Uh, Let me tell you what's interesting about that. I think if you watch this in five years or 10 years, it would be like, Uh, it would not be nearly as obvious. It would be a whole lot more like idiocracy.
1: So the shelf life has a very short.
0: No, no, I'm saying the shelf life could, you wouldn't be bothered by who you thought they were making fun of it. Like it came out when Trump was president. So it's like, clearly this is Trump in 10 years. I think I'm,
1: I think I meant like the, the potential digs or burns have a shelf life. No,
0: I, th- I think the, burn. I think the burns in the movie are more like an idiocracy type thing. Like okay. it's just a completely ridiculous thing to say. And, uh, I do find it partially fu- like, I I'd like to go back and say, yes, I think they were too, uh, too close to home of the current president. So it felt weird because it was a fictional environment. I would also though, like to say like, well, I'm sorry that sometimes there was a Venn diagram between the ridiculous statements of a current president and a fictional crazy movie like you know that's a little weird for example like the with idiocracy that came out like 15 years before that there's all sorts of things that were like that have gone on with presidents since then that are like that that the plot of idiocracy i can't believe you're that dumb (laughs) like it's (laughs) they literally warned you not to do this because it was so stupid to do but anyway um it's a little bit of both Have I been an equal opportunity offender in my political statements today? Well, I think
1: the good news is you and I have had so many drag outs that at this point, you're not going to upset me. So like, I I think, you know, we haven't had that many drag outs. We've, I think we've had enough big ones that it feels like we've exhausted that. Sure. Like it it doesn't, doesn't appeal to me to uh, make sure you're uh, checking all of your comments at this point like I don't I don't care I know you're not trying to hurt my feelings so I don't try to hurt anyone's feelings no I know I know but I trust you so like I I wouldn't nothing would no red flags would go off if you were um if, if you weren't being fair so I don't know oh yeah sure well
0: whatever That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there, too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.